Welcome to Modern Entrepreneurs. Today we have Rachel Schnorr, Joseph Holland, Amy Christian Welcome to Modern Entrepreneur. Today I'm honored to have Sean Stevenson with us. He's an American therapist, self-help author, and motivational speaker, sharing the stage with former U.S. presidents, billionaires, celebrities, and even the Dalai Lama. He's also appeared on popular shows such as The Oprah Show, Jimmy Kimmel. He's an international bestseller called Get Off Your Butt, B-U-T empowering others to build confidence in their own lives and careers. And as a board certified therapist and a doctor of clinical hypnosis, Dr. Stevenson sees clients in a unique 12 hour session that gets to the root of their fears, excuses, and insecurities. Thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having great me. Great to see you again. Yeah, yeah, great conference, great experience. Love Entreport. Thank you. Been a user for several years now. And it's one of the few companies that I get excited to promote that aren't my base. <laughs> that are your own companies. Um, awesome. So uh, for those of uh, our viewers who don't know who you are, can you give them like the one second, you know, um, story about the wheelchair sure, and the situation sure. here? Yeah, yeah. And then we'll get on it's to all a marketing done. ploy. It, no. it, it, <laughs> so, <laughs> you are seriously committed. <laughs> See, exactly. I'm all in on marketing. Uh, so I was born with a rare disorder called osteogenesis. Uh -huh. Imperfected. Affects the bones. Uh, from about 0 to 18, yeah. I'd fractured over 200 times. Messed up. Something as simple as sneezing, breaking a rib. Oh. Multiple surgeries, lots of challenges. You can imagine people staring once in a while. You know? Once in a while. Uh, however, uh, with this container, I've had a phenomenal life. Uh, through my choices. Yeah. And so what I teach um, in our company is to how do you get your message out into the world? Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that we do at Lucra, our company, is we help create world thought leaders. Mm -hmm. And to be an amazing world thought leader, you first have to become an amazing world human, right? Mm -hmm. You gotta be a human that loves their life and puts out great message and cares about others. So. We, my wife and I have owned this company and uh, built it from the ground up and she handles teaching people about coaching. You interviewed her before mm -hmm. and I teach people about how to become speakers and our overall message is you got to do more good on this planet. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So you guys have been doing this for quite a long time. It's a successful business. I know you have, uh, you know, some pretty big name clients um, and you know, you've obviously you've done all that, overcoming some unique challenges. If you could go back and give your younger self, I actually have no idea how old you are. I'm about to turn 40. Are you really? Wow. wow. Um, it, uh, if you could go back and give your younger person a, uh, a bit of advice that would have made your career easier, what would that be for you? It is so right up the entreport discussion. Oh, really? Yeah, I would put all my attention on building my list. Oh, really? Yep, it's the biggest mistake I've made. Because you, you've had the opportunity to speak on these ridiculous stages yeah, well, and you walked here, away with no names. Yeah, here's the issue is <laughs> I got so committed to getting a message out there yeah. that I didn't realize until, really until I met my wife and started building this company with her, the importance of building the tribe. So I would think like, oh, Landon, we met, we had this great exchange. Certainly you'll follow up with me. Yeah. On your own. Yeah. Well, that never happens, yeah. right? And so what I've learned by using incredible tools like Entreport is you need to build that tribe where people are so busy in their day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. that you knock on their door lovingly and say, hey, do you know that great feeling you had when I taught you that last thing? Mm -hmm. Would you like another great feeling? Would you like a, another great feeling? Yeah. Would you like another great thought? Would you like another great tool? Yeah. And when you keep bringing that value to them, they are grateful mm -hmm. that you are staying in touch with them. And 
in early stages, I didn't understand that. I thought just being an amazing speaker was enough. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. Just being amazing at whatever product or service you have is not enough. You have to be amazing at building that tribe and the community and the conversation. And so over the years, I would grow a list and then shrink the list and grow a list and then shrink and then hop from this uh, you know, email company to this email company to this email. And I would constantly be buzzing around with online tools no longer building any continuity uh, in my marketing, no consistency in how I reach out to people, and then therefore no nurturing sequence. And then at the end of the day, I'd be like, well, where are all my customers? Yeah. Well, it's because I forgot or didn't put my attention on building the tribe. Interesting. As you're, as you're saying that, I was just realizing that, um, especially when we're sort of selling to business people, um, that not only are they probably grateful that you're staying in touch, but they're also um, probably impressed that you're staying in touch and that, mm. that, that you're actually doing that is, is almost like um, demonstrating, uh, you know, a demonstration of, 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 of where they should be, of caring, but yeah. also like it's like almost aspirational for them. Like, shit, sure. I, should be do- like, I should be doing the same. I should have been the person staying in touch. Yeah. But look at this guy. He's a real professional. Um, so have you ever heard this conversation piece that most people feel let down every day of their life. And that's a harsh negative reality. And I don't mean to paint a Debbie Downer picture Mm. here, right? But really, most people feel like, oh, you know, my company doesn't really care about me. Or, you know, my parents didn't follow up with me enough about like my goals and my dreams. Or, you know what, my friends, they really don't check in with me that much. And then, you know what they end up gravitating toward? They end up gravitating towards television and media because they know it's seven o'clock on Friday, The Bachelor is coming out. And they're not gonna get disappointed. And they're not gonna get disappointed or let down, even though that may be crap. I don't know, I don't watch The Bachelor, but like even though something might be crap, but if it comes about consistency, consistently, they feel loved. Mm. They feel like they can count on it. And so as I developed this, this mindset in marketing, I'm like, oh my goodness, if I want my customers to feel loved, a part of that is consistency. I pretty much can count on that glass of wine being there every night too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, tell me about your unique skill set. You um, obviously have been speaking for a long time. Yeah, 24 um, years. 24 years, and you're great at it. I've seen, I've seen you speak a number of times. It's always um, fun. Thank you. Um, beyond being a great speaker. Um, you what know, are the what, skill sets? Yeah, what is, it, what is it that you bring to the table that, that has you be the person that you know people go to for training? So when I started my career as a speaker 24 years ago, I was a kid. Mm. And I was literally, people asked me, like, what got you into speaking? And mm-hmm. it was money. And that's not not a joke. It's not to be funny. It's like literally, I wanted a side job mm-hmm. to be able to buy video games, candy, yeah. shoot, whatever, right? Yeah. And so for me, I was like, "Well, I need a job, <laughs> and a side job." And that's when my counselor asked me if I would speak to another school about what it's like to have a disability. Uh-huh. We'll pay you seventy-five dollars. You're like, "Okay, I'll take it." Yeah, yeah I'll be able to buy a lot of Sega Genesis video games. So I I took the job and. From there it grew until one day, Landon, my life took a huge change in course. Uh And that was, I was speaking at a church Uh and a young lady came up to me, probably junior high age, and she said, you know, Mr. Stevenson, why do you, why do I do this to myself? And she rolled up her sleeves and she had cuts (gasps) all up and down her arms. Oh shit. And at first I thought like, 
what are you talking about? Like, did your cat attack you? Yeah. Like, what happened? But then all of a sudden, I remembered hearing about self-mutilation in some uh, news program, and I'm like, oh my God, this is self-mutilation. I don't have an answer for this young lady. Yeah. And so I said, I don't know why you do this, but I'm going to go find out. And that changed my life because then that's when I went back to school and became a therapist and later a doctor because I wanted to know why does a human being harm themselves? Mm. And there's more than just cutting yourself. Sure. You know, when you get into addictions, when you become abusive to yourself or others, when you allow other people to be abusive, all these different things that can go astray in a human being's life through mm -hmm. different conditions. I wanted to understand it. So that's at some point I was... Let's see, started speaking 24 years ago, maybe about eight years in that happened. Mm -hmm. And so I've been a professional listener as a therapist mm. for the past 18 years. Wow. What an interesting, um, what an interesting story. It's, it's really so I could understand what was making my audience tick. Yeah. Because, you know, you can tell funny stories. You can pull at heartstrings. There's things you can learn about triggering marketing and all that stuff. But do you really know what's going on in the mind of your customer? Are you really clear on how things are emotionally impacting them? Yeah. And for me, that was really important because I could see it was having a visceral impact on these people's lives. Yeah. And I wanted to know how to handle it and do the follow-up one-on-one -on -one if need be. Yeah, and so for you, the, the skill set that's underneath that is really uh, sounds like the ability to s step back and listen and then have empathy and, well, un having and the understanding. Well, having the skill sets, the strategies be to, to say, okay, so the reason why you are cutting yourself, the yeah. reason why you are drinking too much, the yeah. reason why you're smoking, the reason yeah. why you are continuing to blow all the money that you're making yeah. and is to have the strategies to understand what makes a human being tick and then what I can do to help them get back on course. Yeah. Normally I ask, um, you know, what's working in your business to get customers right now. Yeah. Sounds like, um, you know, you've kind of figured out that speaking plus following up is the, is the magic bullet. Um, so I'm kind of curious what it is that you would say the, um, you know, for your speaker clients, how do, what's working for them to get business right now? Well, the biggest thing for speaker clients is visibility, mm -hmm. right? You need to get on as many stages as possible. Yeah. You need to get your message out there. So it comes back to what we mentioned earlier, consistency. Yeah. You know, I have consistently put out online videos through social media for the last, let's say, 12 to 15 years. Whoa. And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, probably into the thousands now of videos that I've made. And people will see, they'll be like, well, how did you get a video to go viral? Mm. Right? What what makes something go viral? And I think viral is anything over a million views. Sure. Right? And so we've had... I think viral is anything over a thousand. Okay, man. there you go. <laughs> there you go. So we have been blessed to have multi, uh, probably well over a couple dozen videos go over a million. Uh -huh. And we've had one go mega viral, uh -huh. which we watched go up one million views an hour for days until it finally leveled off at 70 million views. Wow. And when people hear that, my speaker students see that, they think like, oh, I want that magic pill. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you know how I got there? Yeah. Consistency. I consistently put out videos and then some caught on, some hit the, the nerve just right. That somebody yeah. was like, I need to share this. Like yeah. that one video that got 70 million views landed, the most impressive stat is not 70 million. Mm. It's 1.2 million. 
That's how many people shared that video. That is insane. And when somebody shares a video, they're saying, I want my whole community, I want my friends, family, children, I want everybody that I love to see this piece of content. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's a blog, mm -hmm. a podcast, a video, an uh, email that you write, if you create something with a consistent mindset, constantly putting out content, you are going to learn what people like, what people gravitate toward in a way, yeah. and then you can get better and better and better in speaking into their listening. Yeah. So when it comes to helping my clients get the speeches, I say number one is consistently doing something. When you consistently ping an event coordinator and say, hey, how do you bring in speakers to Entreport? Hey, how do you bring in people to your sales team meetings? How do you, and you literally have to ask questions that have that little moment of squirm. Mm. When you ask a question that somebody might say, well, we don't do that, or you know, you're too new or whatever. When you have that little squirmy moment where you might look like the novice or the weirdo, mm -hmm. but you can stay in that squirm. Just breathe through the it. Money's on the other side. The money is always on the other side of the squirm. And it doesn't matter how big of the amount of money you ask for, it the money's always on the other side of the squirm because you're not willing to squirm. They can never write you the check. So consistency. The other thing is just knocking on the door and having that squirm moment. Hey, Landon, I know that you have this conference. How do you bring in your keynote speakers? Usually the person at the top doesn't know anything mm -hmm. other than what they're good at, mm -hmm. right? So, but they can get really good at pointing you into the right direction. Yeah. Well, we have an event coordinator. They have a call for programs once a year in mm -hmm. August. We find out who, and now you can become a research hound and get there. Yeah. A big part of growing any business, whether it's a coaching business like we have, a speaking business like we have, is finding out the data, getting the research of who makes the decision. Who writes the check? When do they write the checks by? Yeah. And then by knowing that data and collecting that data, now you can go after things. Yeah. It's not just, you know, that you made a thousand videos and, and you know, look, if you want to have a viral video, it turns out it's one in a thousand. And um, so make a thousand videos and one will go. But it's it's that you um, actually have to acknowledge that you you don't know what you're doing at the beginning. And, right. and you really... Um, I don't know what I'm doing now. Yeah. And but you, the and truth you, is, <laughs> I, I know a little no, bit you know more. A lot more. I know a little bit more than I did, right? You know, but oh, I mean, when you really get into anything, like I have a doctorate of clinical hypnosis. Mm. I have studied the unconscious mind for 18 years years yeah and I can tell you I feel like I barely scratched the surface yeah because when you read a book and then you check in the back and you see all the books that they're referencing and you're like oh crap I want to read all those books and then you read all those books and what do they have more books in the back right yeah. so any topic whether it's marketing mm -hmm. uh, sales clinical hypnosis dog grooming speaking. it doesn't matter there's all speaking there always is more to go study yeah the thing that I think makes the videos, to reference the videos, go viral, isn't just about making a thousand videos. Because mm -hmm. you can perfect at what you suck at. <laughs> and, and so I don't think it's just about making the thousand videos. Uh -huh. It's about making the thousand videos and between each video, listening and reading the comments, talking to people, showing them to people, watching people watch the video when they're, when they're not uh, aware that they're being watched, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then gathering that data and then going back to work. So there's one thing that I found for a viral video mm. to happen is it needs to be timeless. Mm. I have found that is the one thing that causes videos to go viral. It's got to be timeless content. A video that is goes viral in, in 2007 is just as interesting in 2018. Yeah, David after dentist, still funny. 
Yeah, or the the dance evolution guy, uh-huh. or the Charlie yeah. bit my finger, uh-huh. or whatever, whatever it may be. They're just as relevant today, and yeah. they will be just as relevant twenty years from now mm-hmm. because they're timeless. Now, yeah. there's a lot of other triggers, but you need content that's timeless if you want it to go viral because then it'll test, it'll span the test of time because you don't know how long it's going to take till it takes off. Mm-hmm. I had a video where I just dance on the video. It was called Sean Stevenson's Dance Party. Oh wow. And it was out online for about nine months before any traction happened. And then it took off. But then I put out a video where that went to 70 million where I just held up post-it notes. I didn't speak. And that went viral within the first 24 hours. You don't know when something's gonna catch. Yeah, so what do you do, you know, what do you say to somebody who is, um, you know, impatient? I mean, it's hard to persevere through a hundred videos when you know there isn't a bunch of comments to go through because you're getting like 14 views. How do you, how do you get somebody to feel good about you know continuing to hack away? I mean it's the same thing with anything, right? Like you start tennis uh, yeah. at you know yeah. when you're not six years old and it's freaking hard, you know, and or you start playing the guitar and your fingers hurt and the you're like, man, they gotta get... deal with it. And the best way that I've seen, mm-hmm. and this is gonna sound cheesy, but you gotta hang in there with me. Mm-hmm write a big check. Mm. When you go to people who are amazing at getting the results that you want and you write them a big check, they'll compress that time with you. Mm. I guarantee you, if I wanted to build out my list and my entreport uh, community and all that, if I sat down with you or one of your team members, mm-hmm. that they, you don't even have to think about this consciously anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just rattling off unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And we got an hour of your time and you saw everything we were doing. You could look at it and go right here, this is where you're missing the boat. Mm-hmm. And you just would help us zero in on something that might have taken us the next 10 months or 10 years to figure out. Mm-hmm. And by writing you a check, that allows you to say, okay, I'll put everything else I got on pause mm-hmm. to look at this. Yeah. So I think writing a big check, I mean, every massive moment in my career was on the other side of writing somebody else a big check. Wow, interesting insight. And we've had other people come on here and say, you know, get a mentor or whatever. And I've, I'm always asking, you know, how do you get a mentor? But, but write a big check is a quick way. It is. <laughs> and you know what? When you write a big check, then the other person's got a high level of uh, interest and yeah. accountability. Yeah. Right? If I handed you a big check and I was like, Landon, hey, I want one hour of your time. Yeah. And you felt like that that check was uh, a sufficient amount for you. Yeah. You would take that one hour seriously. I would, yeah. You, you wouldn't be like, oh, geez, well, My phone's I? ringing. No, no. Like... You would be like, boom. Yeah. Because I would be handing you a lot of my fun tickets. Yeah. And you'd be like, all right, let's have fun. Uh-huh. And then you get to work with me. Yeah. Right? And so... But you don't need to write big checks. You can yeah. also learn things through YouTube and stuff. Sure. It's going to take you longer, though. Yeah. That's why when people come to our coaching, speaking, uh, wellness trainings, at the end of the day, we say, you want to speed up time? Mm-hmm. Write a big check. And some people are like, oh, that's self-promotion. Maybe so. And it's also still true. Yeah. Totally. So what are you learning right now? Are you writing any big checks to anybody about I am. I yeah. am learning and I am writing big checks. I'm learning <laughs> a lot about building teams. Mm. Uh, my wife and I, Mindy Kniss, she is the CEO of our company. Mm-hmm. I'm the director of sales. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly, you know, I'm, I'm in different uh, uh, 
masterminds, different mm -hmm. groups myself, yeah. where I'm writing big checks. She's in masterminds and, and education programs where she's writing big checks. Yeah. And then we come together and we're like, all right, let's expand our team. Mm -hmm. We just acquired a new company mm. that we brought in to, because we thought, man, these people are amazing at it. Let's take them off the market and have them work for us. So we just bought a new company. We just bought our largest, most expensive domain name that we've been looking forward to for a while. We've been in back and forth negotiations for a while. So we bought a nice uh, domain name that's really clear and to the point. Yeah, you can tell so, us what it is. Uh, can I tell them? No, I got a no, no from the CEO. No from the CEO, no from okay. The CEO. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, let me tell you, uh, she's my partner in love too. Okay. So Landon, no, I'm no not gonna mess no. with this woman. No means um, no. So here's the thing, when we uh, build out our team, uh -huh. we win because ideally, if you've ever uh, heard of the book, Built to Sell, mm -hmm. you know, when you build something, and you build it to sell, it's not that you want to sell it. Right. It's that you build it so it actually runs better without you. Right. And Landon, I'm pretty sure just by knowing a little bit about how, how you run things, you are really good at being in control. But when you teach people how to be in control in your place, you can walk away and come back. Yeah. Like you go on a motorcycle trip and you come back, your company should be bigger and better than when you stayed. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they'll, they'll be really annoyed when I come back. So, um, Tell me about this, Sean, your legacy. You must think about like what it's all about in big picture. Yeah. Um, what, what would you like your legacy to be at the end of the day? Well, I heard Wayne Dyer, one of my mentors who passed away a few years ago, mm -hmm. um, he said something brilliant about legacy and it's really stuck with me. I don't care if people remember me. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, I was like, whoa, I get what he means. I don't care if people remember me. I just want them to remember what message came through me. Mm. And what messages come through me for a while now and for the remainder of my life, it will be to rid this world of insecurity. When we are insecure, we do stupid shit that we regret. Mm -hmm. And when we do things to take care of ourselves and take care of others, we are always proud of the impact we make. So I want to help people reduce the pressure and noise in their minds so that their insecurities aren't running the show. Mm. And is there a, um, anything a pithy you have to say about yeah, people's course. insecurities? The, yeah. the, so an insecurity, just to define it, is that feeling that you're not enough. Yeah. You're not tall enough, smart enough, thin enough, pretty enough, whatever it is, enough. Yeah. Uh, which is just untrue, but it feels true at the time. Mm -hmm. um, the cure to insecurity is self-care. When you take great care of your mind, your body, your spirit, your health, wealth, and relationships, when you put your self-care as your highest priority, your insecurities remain dormant. It's fascinating. I've studied this for so long. My body has been my own chemistry set. Mm. This container has brought out a lot of insecurities, as you can imagine. And so to deal with those insecurities, I have been on this endless pursuit of what keeps these insecurities from eating me alive mm -hmm. and it came down to self-care when i am on my exercise regimen when i'm staying hydrated when i'm meditating when i'm spending time learning great things when i'm creating great content when i'm doing these self-care activities my insecurities they go dormant mm -hmm. and then i can hear what i need to be doing on this planet yeah i totally hear that it's to me um you know, I'm a relatively confident guy, but what I what gets me is always the same thing, and it's and it's um, the you know me telling myself that I you know should be doing something that I'm not doing, pretty much, yeah. right? Like ah, you asshole, you know you you don't work out enough, or you yeah. you know you shouldn't, um, you know you have you, you shit you, all over yourself. Yeah, pretty much, right? Like yeah. I should have like oh, another night went by and I worked instead of hanging out with my kids. Or, or whatever those things are. Well, and that's, that's, what I would tell you, if you were my client in this moment, mm, mm. 
Because I would say, you're right, now what? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do about so it? So what? Right? So yeah. what? Because you know what? There is a million ways to live your life, mm -hmm. and you're only going to get to live it one way, mm -hmm. and that's the way you do. And so when you play like the alternate realities were a better option than the one you chose, mm. you go crazy. Mm -hmm. So just enjoy being you and enjoy trusting the process that what you chose was the one thing you needed to do. And so some, and, and life's not about balance. Balance doesn't work. It's about harmony. When you have some notes higher and other notes are lower, it's beautiful. When you mm -hmm. try to make everything balanced, you go crazy. Mm -hmm. Some nights you're not gonna be with your kids. Yeah. And if you show them that dad is passionate and making a difference by adding opportunity for mm -hmm. people to the world, they will understand and that when you are with them, the quality will be so off the charts. They'll be like, gosh, it was so cool hanging out with dad and doing this versus you're there, but you're also at work in your mind. Yeah. I'd rather you be present with them for you know one hour a week yeah then not present the entire month yeah absolutely true well great um tell me this uh, we'll wrap it up by uh, by seeing if we can get you to answer the question uh what it means to be a modern entrepreneur we're trying to trying to identify you know what is unique about this moment 2018 2019 yeah. when this is published um what do you think is different today than than you know was just a few years ago when yeah, it comes to being an entrepreneur because now we can solve problems digitally at the speed of thought. Mm -hmm. And that the world is completely flat and such a small space now that a child in Kenya, Africa, can learn about insecurities at the same speed as you are right now running a company. Mm -hmm. And that information is so easy and inexpensive to get out there that it is a beautiful time to be alive in business. Yeah. And, 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 and in general. Yeah. Awesome. Sean, thank, thank you, you so it. much for taking the time. Really appreciate exactly. it. Um, would you sign our wall? I love you. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much.